self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation Conversation con artists We are Conversation Con Artists, back for another wonderful, fantastic episode. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point and TikTok at Eddie B. Talking. And I can be found on Instagram at red underscore calamity. We are still doing a listener portion of the show. So if you have a question, a Reddit letter, a comment, whatever that you would like to send to us, you can send it to us at our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com. Or you can send it to the aforementioned uh, social media. And we don't have any listener letters, so we're just going to get right into these Reddits. Of course, I do Am I the Asshole. Of course, I pick ones that are um, already deemed to be assholes. I just picked a bunch of random ones. Um, Let's see. I have Am I the asshole for crying and telling mother in law I hated her after she decided to go back on the child care she promised and go back to work? Am I the asshole for not inviting my wife to any of my family events? That really don't sound like a good idea for anyone. Like what? I mean, I, I don't know under what circumstances that could be a good idea. Am I the asshole for installing a GPS tracker in my 15 year old daughter's car? Am I the asshole for not buying cigarettes for my wife, who is a stay-at-home mom? (laughs) Why would you? (laughs) Why would you not buy cigarettes for her? Like, is it because she's a stay-at-home mom? I don't. Why would you have control of it anyway? Um. Am I the asshole for missing my daughter's birth? (laughs) Yes. Unless you were in the military and was stationed somewhere, <laughs> probably so. There's re- I mean, you can get caught in traffic and not make it and not be the asshole because you intended to be there but couldn't. I feel like he intended to not be there for him to put this in here. But let's do this one. Let's find out. No, 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 no. I mean, let's no? do that one second. First okay. one I want to do is the one about, about the person not inviting the wife. Because I want what's wrong with the wife or what's wrong with the family? I want to know something wrong with somebody. Okay. Am I the asshole for not inviting my wife to any of my family events? He's 27. Wife is 25. I'm 27 years old. My wife, 25 now. When my wife and my parents met, her being 19, almost 20 years old, they seemingly got along not until I found out from my wife now that my mom was throwing underhanded comments at her which is when I started to pay attention and yes it was true I then brought it up to my mom and dad because he was going along with it and never said anything my mom explained that she didn't want my wife now to be with me that I could do so much better and that she was stealing me from them oh god your mom's a bitch Uh, I understood her feelings as me and my parents are very close but I told my parents that this wasn't their decision and I hope that they understood and they needed to stop being rude to my wife. They agreed but refused to apologize. Now I told my wife that this underhanded comments rudeness would stop going would stop going forward in our relationship and I apologized to her on behalf of my parents. But she wanted an apology from them, which wasn't going to happen. My wife then told me she would never go to any of my family events that she accepted my apology but wouldn't be attending. I completely agree. Now though, 
now through the next two to three years, I would still invite my wife to my family events and told her it wouldn't be an issue. And if there and if there was, I would handle it on the spot. She always declined, though I felt a bit bad, but understood. Eventually, I stopped asking her as I was always shut down every time I asked. But I very clearly told her, if you ever want to go with me to a family event, you are always invited. Now, fast forward to the present. I don't even ask her anymore. I just tell her when I'll be going to my parents with our three kids. We're fast, but we recently had an, oh, I guess he's saying uh, three kids because they they had three kids so quickly. Like, we're fast, but okay. Um, but we recently had an argument because her mom threw it in my face on why I didn't take my wife with me when I visited my family. When we got home, I asked her, what was that about? My wife proceeded to tell me that I don't take her with me when I go to visit my family or don't, or my, my wife proceeded to ask me why I don't take her with me when I go visit my family or don't even ask anymore. And I answered because I've tried for the past five years and you would never go. Now she's mad at me and we're in an awkward place. Am I the asshole for not inviting her to my family events or giving up on inviting her? Okay. Well, that's different. Nah. I don't think he the asshole. No. I mean, what was the allure to you for him trying to get you to come if you were going to say no and then get mad when he stopped asking? Like, what would behoove you to do is to say, I would like to start coming to family events with you now mm-hmm. if you really wanted to go to the family events. Yeah. That don't seem to be your priority and your pressing issue. Your pressing issue is that he stopped asking you because I swear to God, if (laughs) I was dating somebody or married to somebody and I kept trying to get them to do something for five years and then they would never do it. And then I stopped trying to get them to do it. And they said, well, why you stop asking? And I said, okay, well, you want to go? And they said, no relationship over. (laughs) We done. We are done. (laughs) I'm, I'm sorry. It took me this long to learn this about you. But uh, we 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 are no longer a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking to see why people why they said he was an asshole. I think it it doesn't come down to him not inviting her. They feel like he shouldn't be going because his family's not willing to be respectful to her. What? That's why. I think you're the asshole because you continue to go to family events. You should have put your foot down with your mom and refused to go home until she learned to behave. But you've been abandoning your wife and preferring your parents for years. What a slap in the face that is to your wife. Meanwhile, your mom got exactly what she wanted, her baby and her grandkids all to herself. I mean, that part, the last part is kind of, yeah, I'm sure mom is in heaven because, like, she get to see her grandkids and her son, who she loved, and not have to deal with that bitch. <laughs> she probably be so happy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she she got what she wanted, essentially. She did. But I don't know be the beginning part. Like you think he gonna turn his back on his whole like don't nobody do that, but Harry. Everybody ain't a Harry. <laughs> yeah, like you mean abandon your family <laughs> because I don't know it seemed like the wife was okay with this arrangement for some time. I right? guarantee you what happened because this did not come up. Until her mom says something. I guarantee you her mama has been on the sidelines. Like, why he don't ever take you with him? Like, I I really feel like her mom had a part in, like, her now getting upset about this. Because I, I know how family members can be about shit like that. 
And I, I bet her mom has been like saying shit. And so now she forgetting that <laughs> she was the one declining it all this time. And it's like, yeah, he don't ever take me. Well, bitch, it's because you didn't want to go. Did you forget that? <laughs> I bet that's what it is. I bet her mom saying stuff has a lot to do with why it's now a problem. Which your mama wouldn't even really know if you hadn't told her. And the, the indication that of a of a mama saying that she's taking you away from us means that she was probably gonna have a problem with anybody. Yeah, it wasn't gonna I mean, be. She was gonna pick and choose a problem. I mean, if she was if she was too young, then uh, it's because she's young, too young. If she was too old, is older than you, it's because she's too old. If she got kids, it's gonna be because she, like she was gonna find a reason to have a problem with that person that you was gonna be spending more time with than the family. Yeah, all but, of the comments are the fact that he basically that the mother-in-law is getting what she wants. Like she don't have to deal with this woman and she still gets to have her son all to herself and have her grandkids and she just at the house. I think it depends on how the man is handling it, to be honest. Because if if his wife is like, no, I'm just not gonna be involved, you can take the kids over there. You can blah, blah, blah. if the wife is okay with it, would you seem like these five years she's been okay with that arrangement? Well, I'm gonna say she's been okay with it. If that's the case, that she hadn't put up a big fuss about it, I think it's fine. However, if if she don't like it and he been on some bully shit, like no, I'm gonna go be with my family. You just won't come, or I'm taking the kids because that's my mom. If he been on that shit, then it, then he is the asshole. I just think it depends on what the wife's desire in this situation is. Yeah, and we don't have that information. But yeah, I think all it could be one of, the, of those two. All of the comments there. It's not about him. It's not about the invite. It's about the fact that he, how he's handling it in general. The fact that he he's going over. He's taking the kids. It's like his wife doesn't exist. Like he acknowledges her at home. But like for the mom. Again, the mom got exactly what she wanted. <laughs> like I, other than just her, him divorcing this bitch all together. This is like best case scenario for his mom. Like, if she still got to be around, I ain't got to deal with her. And but I it's not like he kids. hasn't been asking his wife to join, right? Yeah, he has. So, but, I mean, the wife at any point could have participated. Yeah, but I mean, I probably, I wouldn't have said nothing to him. I don't know. That's hard. And we don't have I the would, evidence because, to... Oh, go ahead. Because, yes, she could join at any point, but it's also like, well, why would you go somewhere where you not want it? Like, I don't, this is the same, like, I don't go to my dad's family house because they don't like me. And I know that, like, I know they'll be fake nice in my, but what the fuck is the point of that? Like, I know you don't want me here, so I'm going to stay my black ass away from there. But it doesn't mean that if I had a husband that was like, I don't know, like, even if she wanted to try to go, look at what she's facing going. Like, you know this bitch don't like you. And you know they're going to be saying stop slick shit. They never apologize. And he can't really stop them from slaying, saying slick shit. Like, he could acknowledge it in the moment and say something to them, but his mama sound like the kind of person that she just, this, what she gonna do? And who gonna check her? <laughs> For real. Again, I I think there is value in the effort that he's put at getting her over there. Because if she done said no for five years, we don't even have the evidence to support that it would be like that if she was there. Or that he wouldn't put his foot down if he was there with his mama. Because well, even if he did, you still, that just, it's not a good feeling. Like, what, cause like, what would be the, is this the long-term, is this the long-term solution that she just either go and 
potentially have to listen, even if he puts his foot down every time, have to go and listen to them, like make comments and make everything awkward because now he didn't say something to her. Everybody mad. The shit is weird now. Like, or don't ever go and just have your kids and your husband gone doing family shit while you at the house. Like that's long term. That's not a good solution, but I don't know what one would be like. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you do in this situation. He can't control his mom. He can't control how she feel about going. Like, I don't know. I don't know what a long term solution to this would be. An idea in an ideal situation uh, of a man having the ability to do this would be, look, we going to go to my family's event. Uh, I've communicated to them that if they talk about you or create any discomfort for you or me, then we're going to leave. If they value my presence being there, then we're going to leave. We'll put my foot down and we're going to go. And so it don't matter if it take five minutes for them to do it, if it take two hours for them to do it. At some point when they do or say something that makes us uncomfortable regarding you, we're going to leave. And that's just how it's going to be moving forward forever until they learn how to do that. Now, at a certain point, you're just going to have to realize that they don't care enough about your presence there yeah their opinions to themselves meaning that they don't respect her and they don't respect you and so that that would be the ideal situation of a so man what, what do you do at that point if it gets to the point where he realizes they don't respect her they don't respect him they're not gonna stop then what then because he's not gonna stop seeing his family and she's not well, gonna want to keep going through that so like i don't, I don't I know don't what know. you do well <laughs> that man would probably stop seeing his family but that man don't exist again hey when you assess these situations no no no. i'm saying that man for this situation only. oh yeah in this situation that man was raised by a woman who would treat him like this so he's habituated to accepting his mama's behavior like this this probably ain't the first time he probably dealt with this with girlfriends and with all kind of different other Mm -hmm. people and so he's adopted the way of accepting that in his life you know so it's it's not as easy as man you should just man up and be a man and do all these things then like stand up to your mom nah, she nurtured him to be able to accept this shit and do this you know and so in reality if the wife don't like it then you know this i hate to say you gotta go you know and maybe this ain't enough to leave for but this is this is more complex than just to me than just because again the wife is making a decision still she's yeah. making a decision still like I, I mean, I send, I send my wife. Look, if my, if my mama starts saying some crazy stuff to you, this is the kind of shit I want you to say, right? I want you to talk <laughs> shit about her. Uh, talk shit. Don't talk shit about God, cause that, that get you kicked up by everybody. But just start asking questions. Like, do y'all really believe uh, the Adam, that the Garden of Eden was real? Do y'all think <laughs> hell is real? <laughs> just, do, just start doing shit like that for my mama. I, I arm my woman with, with tools to, to, to roast. And I don't dare anybody to go back at her. Like, if y'all gonna go at her, she gonna go at y'all. I got all y'all secrets, and she gonna have them, too, to fuck with y'all if y'all don't goddamn calm down. I think my mom... I mean, it's different, because I'm uh, female, but... I mean, my mom know me well enough to know that um, we ain't finna do that shit. (laughs) Like, like if you wanna see me because I, I will not come around. And my mom knows that because I do that shit now when certain things happen. So, like, my mom knows that that would not be an empty threat. Like, we just ain't going to come the fuck over here is what we're we not going to do. 
So, like, you can choose whether or not it means enough to you to be able to say this fuck shit about him or see your grandkids. And that's on you. That's a decision for you to make. Okay? I'm just letting you know what your options are. <laughs> and then I won't just, I just won't go. Me personally. But I also don't have, I mean, me and my mom are good. But, like, I don't have no super close relationship to, like, family like that. Like, so, nigga, I just won't show up. <laughs> we'll just be chilling at the house. The three of us, me, him, and the kid. Like, don't fucking try me. I think I'd have made myself look like a weird psychopath telling my friend that I don't like living in the city with my family because I don't like being access- accessible if they need. <laughs> last, <laughs> last night, uh, my niece called me crying hectically, frantically. Frantically is a better word. Uh, regarding a uh, a shooting that happened at uh, a theme park they was at. And this is the thing. If I'm in a city with you and you need something, I'm coming. I'm coming, period. The best thing for me is to not have friends that need that much shit, but not <laughs> live in a city with them needing shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying I would never be there for my family and my friends. I will always be there for my family and my friends. And that's the problem. That is the problem. I'm going to be there for you. You know, now, Red, I do. I, I have no problem being there for you because. What's your facial expression? What you look like? That for? Oh, my, my computer did something weird. Oh, <laughs> I'll always be there for you, Red, because I believe 100% that you'll be there for me when I need you. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Don't mean I like the responsibility. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> exactly. I know. And that's why I feel like I can tell you this because I feel I know you feel the same way. Yep. <laughs> you know, I, when when I call you and say I got a flat, can you help me? And you call me and say I got a flat, can you help me? I both of us be like, ah, the yep. fucking irritation of being a dependable motherfucker. <laughs> I'm on my way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that feeling, especially for family because yeah. Like my niece made it sound like my sister was hurt or dying, and I get there and everybody just all laughing and shit because it was just a misunderstanding and she was just shook up because they were shooting where they was at. How old is your niece? Thirteen. I mean, yeah. They're dramatic at that age anyway. I'm out of the loop. Everybody else knew it wasn't that serious. So when we everybody got together, they all laughing and giggling and shit, and I'm like, (laughs) I guess I'm the only one that thought my sister had fell off the fell off the ladder and broke her legs. Cause she live in a high rise, so <laughs> she live in a high rise. So she like she need a ladder to get up to her appliances and stuff. Cause she put them on the top of her cabinets. Mm-hmm. She got this big ladder. I was I was thinking I was like, oh damn, she's she probably went in a diabetic coma. Her ass done fell off the ladder. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if I can get some of her appliances. <laughs> I told I said I said Princess, you need to update your wheel because I want those appliances if something happen to your ass. And she was like, "That's what you're thinking about in this situation." I said, "Well, now that I know you're okay, <laughs> if you ever fall off that ladder and be paralyzed, you can't use them no more. Put me in the I wheel to get your appliances." Thanks. I hate you so much. <laughs> I'm problematic, man. My brain is not. My brain is not right. <laughs> I don't want to say I'm problematic, but my brain is not right. <laughs> um. But I at least I at least told her that. <laughs> I told her that's what I was thinking. I was like, Princess, I thought your ass was in the house about dead. I was gonna come up there and smell some damn defecated on immobile human. And I didn't. So I'm glad for that, but I'm also irritated that I had to get up and come over here. 
Because <laughs> nobody communicates. Are all four of those Starbucks cups from today? Yeah. Why are you, why, why are you, why are you drinking so much? <laughs> okay, I just this shit. I have, I have three Starbucks cups on my table. One of them is a Wendy's cup of water. Okay. I wanted, I didn't know what I wanted at Starbucks, so I got a chai tea and a, a caramel macchiato. Caramel macchiato is my go-to. The chai tea they gave me was iced, and it was supposed to be hot. Um, so when I told them it was supposed to be hot, they told me to keep the ice one and gave me the hot one. So mm. I got three drinks. I have okay. three drinks. And I don't know what they often to do to me because, you know. That's a lot I'm of coffee. That's a lot of coffee yeah. and tea. <laughs> Quite a bit. But the water, the, the water diluted a little bit, even though I don't want to drink the water. I just want to I don't know, know how that's how that works. I think you might. Caffeine is what it is. I mean, the last look, I had some Starbucks coffee that I drank on that Thanksgiving. And I know I'm going to talk about this before, but I made my own. And I think I put way too much coffee in it. I just think I put way too much coffee in it because (laughs) I was in the kitchen dancing like Carlton was that time he took that speed. I was in the kitchen cooking, making dressing and turkey and mashed potatoes. I'm just spinning circles in the middle of the kitchen. I literally was spinning circles in the middle of the kitchen, just like spinning around. And like when I realized what was happening, I was like, this is not you, Eddie. This is the coffee. <laughs> the coffee is fucking you up, boy. Yeah. Yeah, you can definitely drink too much. You can definitely drink too much. So, how did we get there? I don't remember how we got there. I just randomly saw them coffee cups on your thing and was like, what is going oh, on? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think this dude is the asshole. <laughs> I think that this dude needs to get some balls. And I think this dude needs to stand up for his family and stand up for his wife. But if he doesn't, should he then disavow his entire family because of it? I don't think so. If yeah. the wife is okay with the arrangement, it's fine. It would be different if this was a letter about the wife saying, my husband don't never stand up for me in front of his family and still be hanging around them bitches. Yeah. Like, it would be a different response about what I think about the husband, right? Yeah. Uh, so I think how he handles it does make a difference in this situation. Uh, okay, let me, I got two. Okay. You choose which one. Okay. Am I the asshole for making my husband fly coach while I flew first class? <laughs> and am I the asshole for sharing my son's teacher's Instagram account with the other parents? Both of those. Well, the first one kind of sounds. do both of them. Both of them sound awful. Why would you share the account with the parent? I'm taking it that it's probably one of those teachers that dress like on her Instagram is like dressing provocatively, maybe. Why is your business though? It's still like, why is it your business to share that shit with the other parent? Mind your fucking bitch. If she if she not dressing like that in the classroom, that ain't got shit to do with your child. Like that should be pissed at me. Nurse or nurse that worked at the nursing home. It's been a lot of like that shit yeah. happening, but it's like mind y'all fuck y'all really want people to be at work twenty four seven. As long as they're doing their job, I don't see the problem. Why do y'all care? There's a nurse that work at a nursing home who do porn off the clock, right? And there's people who work with her who found out 
and on the clock, they went to watch her porn. <laughs> and she got fired. Like, why did nobody else who's watching porn on, on the clock got fired? And why are they worried about what she's doing off the clock? Mind your fucking business. Um, but I, I want... assume that's what it is. I don't know. It'll be something else. Um, I want to know why the wife made her husband fly coach. That's just All right, funny. My husband's 33-year-old male company recently chose him to attend a conference in Miami. They just chose him and a few of his coworkers out of a ton of candidates, so it was quite the honor. The company told them that they were allowed to bring their spouses, partners, but that they would, wouldn't be springing for plane tickets for us. So if they wanted to bring us, they'd have to buy tickets out of their own pockets. My husband asked me, a 32-year-old female, if I wanted to go, and I empathetically told him I did. I'd never been to Florida in my life, and I thought it would be a fun trip. He told me, great, but when we went to the website to buy tickets, he asked if I'd be okay with flying coach, even though he'd be flying first class on the way there. Coach on the way home. I asked him why we couldn't just fly together, and he replied, first class is just so expensive. I feel bad, but we just can't afford it, especially if we want to go out and have fun in Miami. The flight is only a few hours. This really, really bothered me. I understood that a first class ticket for me would strain our budget in a bit, uh, but what kind of man lives it up? What kind of a man lives it up in first class while his wife sits in coach? I asked him that, and he responded, come on, I'm taking you along on my work trip. Um, I earned my first-class seat by working hard. It's my reward. But I insisted that if we truly couldn't afford a first-class seat for me, we could have. It would have hurt a little, but we could have. That he, as a gentleman, should give up his seat for me. We argued, but he ultimately what? agreed to give me his seat. We had a good time in Miami, but he's been a little mad at me since, saying that he earned his first-class seat, that it was free and cost us nothing, unlike my plane ticket, and that I should have just let him enjoy what he earned instead of guilting him out of it. I think he's being a baby and that he should have put his wife's comfort above his own, especially since he made the choice to be cheap. We're very close to his parents, so we've taken this argument to them for mediation, but they're split. His father agrees with me that he wasn't being a gentleman while his mother thinks that he earned his first class seat and that I should let him have it. So I'll ask all of you, am I the asshole? Yep. Yep. Yes, you are. What the fuck? Like, (laughs) you're such an asshole for that. So he gonna take you with him. The company is providing a first uh, class ticket for him as the employee and as the person who actually needs to be there for the conference. They're saying you can come. They're just not gonna pay for you to come, which makes sense because you don't work for them. And this is just a, a an expense that's unnecessary on the part of the company. So why the fuck would they do that? He's saying you can come and so that we can have the most amount of fun when we get there, we gonna get this cheaper ticket so that we have more money on the back end and we can do more stuff with my free time. You get in a tizzy and you feel like you should be the one to ride first class because what? Literally on the grounds that you his wife. (laughs) That's it. Like, (laughs) that is the stupidest, pettiest shit I've ever heard. Like, why wouldn't you? Who cares? You're going to Florida. You ain't never been. Y'all aren't going to have to pay the amount of money that you would have had to pay if you were paying for both of you to go. Hotel accommodations are going to be included, I'm sure, because for him and you're going to be staying. Like, it was a perfect potential trip and you ruined it. You calling him a baby. You sound like a baby. I would have hopped in coach so quick and rolled and then have balled out while we was in, in Florida and rolled back together in coach. Why the fuck do you care? Like, what? That that's just petty and stupid. You yes, I think she is the asshole for that. <laughs> what? I agree. 
uh, like, I, I understand the way that she thinks by calling him a big baby. And wow. I, huh? How is he a big baby? Exactly. Like, a big baby to her means I didn't get what, I'm not about to get what I want. And clearly him giving her want, what she wants in this big instance means that he likely spent a lot of time giving her what she wants. Yep. And now she's been habituated to getting whatever she wants in this situation. And like, he, he won't even have an opportunity to stand up for himself. Because I bet that he likely will have a bad experience if she don't get what she wants. Oh, yeah. He knew that if he he took that first class and she took coach on the way to Miami, that he would have been she would have been treating him a certain type of way, you know. And He's so immature. You you gotta you gotta listen. I I hate to say this kind of stuff, but well I don't hate to say this kind of shit. Patriarchy done fucked us up as men. Okay, this whole idea that we gotta be strong, basically. If we follow patriarchy, we are supposed to suffer so everybody else can have some good shit. Basically, we supposed to keep in our emotions. We supposed to work ourselves to death. We supposed to put ourselves in harm way. We supposed to do all of this shit. And again, it's okay if you choose to do that. And that's the arrangement that you and your partner have. But like the way that patriarchy works in some men's head, if your woman is a prized a shooter, and she shoot at competitions, patriarchy says that he's still supposed to be the one that carries the gun into a situation where they, they, they might need to be shooting. Right? Patriarchy says that a man is supposed to lead. That's the problem. The problem is, you can lead if that's what your partner okay with, but patriarchy says that even if your wife is an accountant and she's good with financial responsibility, you the one that's supposed to lead the finances in the house. Like it don't like patriarchy don't give room for somebody to be any different. It we supposed to suffer. So in this instance, him continuing to cater to his wife makes this unequitable, and it's going to build resentment at some point. And this is big enough to be that moment. Yeah, like this man it, believes that he don't worked all this time to get this thing, and she bullied him out of it. And all I'm advocating for in these situations is like you got to uncondition this stuff out of your partners. Like you can't let that shit happen. Even if it's to the end of finding out that this relationship ain't going to work because she just got to have her way in whatever she wanted. He got to have his way in whatever he want. You got to uncondition this shit. You know, and how you uncondition this shit is like, listen, you don't have to go on this trip. I'm going here for work. You coming here is a luxury. Exactly. Right, you coming here is a luxury. <laughs> I will go by myself and enjoy Miami by myself because you don't want to take a coat. Like getting to Miami for both of us and having fun in Miami should be the thing. And if you can't respect that, I'm telling you that I worked hard for this. I'll go by myself, and you could be here chilling without me. That's fine. Like I don't know if you got the boss to do that. I don't know how your wife gonna respond, but like hard conversations and hard confrontations are what's going to help your relationship grow. And every relationship don't got to last forever. Every relationship don't got to yeah. last forever. Some of these bitches is not going to last forever. Some of them is going to be just as long as y'all can tolerate each other. And the way that I look at relationships now is they are seasons. I'll enjoy the season that I had with you. I extract whatever lessons we had, and then you can move on about your life, and I can move on about mine. Like The idea of forever, to me, is only as functional as the value of the current experience that we have 
as soon as some shit, like, I just don't get, it's like, as soon as some shit, as soon as a relationship I'm in or in, uh, engagement I'm in starts just being bad, hard, I communicate and it's still difficult to maintain. I don't know why I'm staying. I don't know why we staying around in it. I don't know why we say we contort ourselves to stay in it. Oh, well, I don't want to learn anybody. Oh, well, the dating field is bad now. Oh, well, they'll change it. I don't See, know. Yeah. If, if, if it look like some shit going to continue to be problematic, I do not know why we staying in that shit just to stay in it. I'm gone. I'm gone. You got to make this shit good, make this shit worth being in, or I ain't going to be in no uncomfortable shit because if it's going to be uncomfortable for me, then it's going to be uncomfortable for you. And ain't nobody happy. I, I just don't live for these small bursts of happiness between bullshit like a lot of people do. And he still did the mature thing because he could have been like, fine, get get the first class ticket so he could continue to fire first. He still put the betterment of the trip ahead of it because instead of doing that, he just took the coach flight so that y'all would still have the extra money because that was part of his argument is why would we buy a, another first class ticket that's going to be more expensive and that's less money for us to spend. He still stuck to that. And just he rolled coaching. You rolled first class so that y'all was. So he's still in the midst of you being a bitch. <laughs> was still thinking about the trip as a whole. And what was going to be good for the trip as a whole. While you was thinking about your motherfucking self. Selfish bitch. No. And I hate. I hate them like get my lick back relationships. You know what I'm saying? Because he could easily just be waiting for a moment to like one up that moment. And there are people who have relationships like that. Like where yeah. they're just going to get their lick back at some point. You know? And then some couples have negotiate relationships. You know? It's like, okay, alright, this is a big one. This is a big one. But you know that thing that you don't like doing in the bedroom that you do like once a year? I need, that this this plane ticket going to cost about five of those this year. <laughs> It's gonna cost five of those this year. Negotiation. Uh, okay, okay, okay. I gotta get something. Like that's that negotiation relationship. But in reality, if you really want an equitable relationship where you both feel respected, then you you can't let this stuff happen. This will always turn into resentment. This will always turn into you feeling like you're not getting something that you should be getting out of the situation. Yeah. Always. So yes, ma'am, you're the asshole. A major you are one. Definitely, definitely the <laughs> asshole. And a um, bitch. Damn. But anyway. Yeah. Hold on. Let's see what some of the comments say. Okay. You're the asshole. His company comped the first class ticket for him. What kind of wife insists her husband give up the ticket his company paid for on behalf so she could live it up a little? <laughs> Why didn't you just cover the cost difference of first class yourself? All right. That's one. I'm going to read three. You're the asshole. What kind of wife puts her comfort above that of her husband's? Oh, patriarchy. <laughs> That's straight misogyny. <laughs> Sexism. You're a hypocrite and you cheating him out of something he earned and deserved just for your personal enjoyment. He didn't have to bring you to Florida. Offer a hand and they'll take on. So this person's response, the first time, what kind of wife puts her comfort above her husband's? Identifies a wife's job and responsibility as making sure her husband is comfortable. I don't agree with that. It's both people's job to make sure each other is comfortable, mm -hmm. right? Um, but not in a scenario where one person's comfort was paid for by the, the company that they worked for, right? She even acknowledged it as an honor to be chosen for this thing. And yeah. she would not let him enjoy the full, nope. full <laughs> breadth of that honor. Because it's oh, about me. Yeah, such a dickhead move. Um, you're the asshole, not so much for the seat situation, more so your whole outlook on this venture. 
this was his moment, his trip. He wanted to share that with you, but it seems like that in and of itself wasn't good enough for you. Mm, damn, yep. I'm going to read this last one. I don't know what it's wrong. You're the asshole, and I'm so surprised you think you're not here. Oh, you're the asshole, and I'm surprised you... I'm so surprised you think you're not here. If you're sticking to outdated gender norms of a gentleman gives up his seat for a lady, then do you also fetch him his slippers and a stiff drink when he gets home wearing your best lipstick? <laughs> He's 100% right. He earned that seat. His work gifted him the first class because of his work, not yours. The fact that he even agreed to allow you to do this shows you what a good person he is to put up with that kind of behavior. So I would promptly apologize for acting sport if I was in your position. And perhaps you could give up something you would love for his benefit sometime. <laughs> the next person said, why would he come home wearing her best lipstick? <laughs> That's what I thought when I read it, too. <laughs> Response, he works as a drag queen at the local lesbian bar. Look, listen, if you read Reddit posts, for just, you can just read Reddit posts for hours if you ain't got shit to do, and you'll be entertained. Yep. You'll just be entertained. Just to let y'all know. Don't do it, because you're going to waste time. But if you do it, <laughs> you'll be entertained. All right. Uh, uh, do the other one that you wanted to do, that last one that you read before I said to do the other one. Oh, yeah, about him missing his daughter's birth. Yeah. Like I said, I feel like because he's asking, he could have gone. Like, <laughs> I don't think it's going to be, like, traffic or he just wasn't available to go. I think it's going to be he chose not to. But let I could be wrong. Go, let, me, let me go ahead and give a preemptive. Unless you're having two children born at the same time. <laughs> in two different cities <laughs> or in two different hospitals is realistically you probably shouldn't go to either one of them either because you can't be there for both yeah you probably sh you should probably just you know what in that situation it'll be best for you to just take each of your losses and run your run your car into a pole probably shouldn't <laughs> have two bitches pregnant at the same time that's your run your car to a pole and tell everybody you had a car wreck <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but anyway, anybody, if you if you have a baby, there is no reason for to not be there for your child's birth. If you know that this is your child, mm -hmm. if you will, if you believe that this is your child, <laughs> <laughs> and and it's best to be there than not be there. Especially, I be listen on on TikTok, I be getting caught up in these videos that show up every now and then. That uh, paternity court. When wow. I tell you, them motherfuckers catch me like a goddamn. A, a bass on a hook, that shit catch me every goddamn time. It's because you scroll by and it's like part five, and I'll be like, uh-oh, click person profile, go up to part one, I'm gonna watch it. Bro, it is so many moments where people don't be knowing if they the father, but they don't go, they don't follow through acting as if they the father. Listen, yeah. if it's a possibility that you the father, you need to do everything to be there until that baby get here and prove otherwise, because you don't want to go down in history as the motherfucker who wasn't there for the birth or wasn't all these because you thought that you weren't the father. You just need just do all of that shit. It ain't that much energy gone out of it. And like if if you there for nine months to find out you ain't the father, I mean, it's much worse if you don't be there for nine months and then find out you are the father. Now you don't fucked up and and you can't ever get that back. Anyway, just be there. Period. Uh, he twenty eight, she twenty seven. For a little background information, I have a beautiful wife. Oh, she your wife and you didn't go? So this ain't even a girlfriend. This already starting off And he, he got he to juice us up by letting us know <laughs> that he fuck with her like that. <laughs> he juicing us up, gassing us up like hell. Uh, I have a beautiful wife. We've been trying for a baby for about three years now. And 
y'all been dealing with infertility? And none of this is going in a good way, sir. Mm-mm. None of this is going in a good way. It's starting out bad for you, my boy. <laughs> uh, been trying for a baby for about three years now. I have known each other since we were in high school. <sighs> when my wife found out she was pregnant, we were thrilled and have been getting prepared for months now. Uh, she's nine months pregnant, or she was, I'm assuming, because... Or maybe he's saying he's not going to be able to be there. Maybe she hasn't had the baby yet because he's saying she's nine months pregnant. My dad is a real asshole, but he keeps me employed. He owns a pretty nice Italian restaurant that has been run by my family for decades. I've worked there since I was about 15, and I am now head chef. The problem is he treats his employees pretty bad, including me. And if you if you even miss one shift, you get demoted or even worse, fired. I was in the middle of a very hectic shift on the busiest day of the week when my mother-in-law called saying my wife went into labor and I needed to get to the hospital right away. When I asked my dad if I could go, he said, you can go if you're okay with being unemployed. Oh, your dad is a dick. Which I couldn't risk because after the baby was born, my wife would be all work for a while to stay at to be a stay-at-home mom. The reason my dad was so mad at the idea of me leaving was because he was understaffed and really needed my help. When I tried calling my mother-in-law, she wouldn't pick up, so I just kept working. And I and that I just kept working in that I thought I could explain myself later. Later, when it was time to go home, I drove to the hospital, but mother-in-law and her sisters refused to let me in the room and called me names like a bad father and a bad husband. I mean, when it was finally time to leave the hospital, my wife and newborn baby went home with mother-in-law and they haven't spoken to me in days, even when I try to apologize and explain myself. I thought I was doing the right thing, but I need to know, am I the asshole? Too long, didn't read. My dad owns a popular business and needs staff. I am head chef, so I need to work all the time. My wife went into labor, and I missed the birth because of my dad. You missed the birth because of you. Yeah, absolutely did. Don't blame that on your daddy. Because at this point, if if your father is the kind of person who knows that his granddaughter is about to be born and is going to fire you for leaving because of his own selfish shit about his bit, you don't need to work there anyway. You made the wrong decision, my boy. You made the wrong decision, and now you're being iced out. This, oh, and you can't get this back. You can't, you can't undo that. Your first child, you missed a birth. You weren't there, and you could have been there, but you chose not to be there, trying not to make your daddy mad. Did you not think about making your wife and your 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 in-laws mad? Like, this some shit that's hard to come back from. You can't undo that like damn you missed a huge moment to please your dick of a dad like why are you even still working there like i get you been working there you head chef there you can get a head chef job somewhere like i would leave like there's no way he would be sunning me like this listen this is clearly one of them situations where he is uh fighting for his father's approval and I mean, an Italian, his dad owned an italian restaurant i'm gonna assume that they may be also italian and italian families i mean I mean, that an, makes sense. I mean, an Italian family is the, the mama. The, his mama would have the matriarchs. They matriarchs. His the matriarchs are important, but I think that they still they still want the approval of their fathers. I'm saying I think that the women be calling the shots to the point where his mama would have been like, "Take your fucking ass to that hospital." <laughs> A part of me feel like mom and daddy might not be. They together. may not be together. With, with him saying. Like that, him English, she probably not. He sound like a and fucking the fact man. That, and I mean, yeah, like they probably not together. But like, <laughs> if I was in that situation, I wouldn't um, I pay somebody to burn that bitch down. <laughs> I wouldn't even do it myself. <laughs> oh, looks like I can be there for my child's birthday. 
Oh, it's a shame the fucking restaurant went up in flames. <laughs> he gonna get paid for it. He'll open up another one and he'll be fine. Bitch ass motherfucker. <sighs> but yeah, he he he, he, need, he need to learn. You know, this this is the thing. Patriarchy, because a thought came up in my head. I don't know why I'm on patriarchy train today, but a thought came up in my head where I immediately thought he need to get some balls. And that's a statement that would be made in patriarchy, right? Because, you know, man not having balls equals feminine or female. That's patriarchy. But there is a way to say that that is not rooted in demeaning a woman, right? The thing to say is he needs to learn how to be more assertive in the face of uh, people who are making decisions for him that uh, conflict with his desires and what other people expect of him, particularly his family. That's what needs to happen. Like he he needs to learn how to be more assertive. Because again, how comfortable can your wife be with y'all's future if because of your daddy you missed their birth? What else is gonna have to be like what else is important to this? Right? Yeah. Like it, it ain't gonna be nothing else more important to this than some uh, unless somebody's dying. If somebody's dying, then yeah, maybe I feel like he'll he be there. That shit too. Maybe, yeah, he might. <laughs> But like she should have no company in the idea that he may be there for anything, because it ain't that much. It ain't many things imp- as important as the birth of your child. Well, you know, the birth of your second and third, the birth of children. <laughs> you know, and like, the dad. I mean, this is why he understands. Like people don't, people gonna leave. And like what you don't even understand. Somebody in the comments said that he don't understand the power he has. Yes, because. He already understands, like, he realistically gonna fire his head chef. And if he do, that's stupid of him. Like, I would have been like, okay, then, good luck finding a head chef. I'm going to go see my baby. Like, what you gonna do? Your head chef, not the sous chef, not any of the supporting staff, you gonna fire your head chef, who also happens to be your son, who you probably get away with a whole lot more. He, he gonna put up with a lot more than any other chef probably would. Cause he your son and y'all had that familiar tie, familial tie, uh, tie to each other. But like, you need to get. Why are you even still there? Like, I get working there as a kid. You still living in the house, but like, you what, twenty eight, twenty seven? Like, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> and I don't know how you gonna make this up to your wife. Uh, you know, that's you can't get. You know, you can't get this shit back. And and so many things like y'all went through three years of having fertility issues, trying to have a baby. She finally get pregnant. That's the most exciting day, I'm sure, for a, a, a woman that was having infertility issues. The day that the you're gonna meet your, your daughter and your fucking husband's not there. Cause his daddy told him he couldn't leave. Like, what? How you sound right now? And yeah, that is not gonna give her confidence in the ability. Like, what? Cause you do you know how many milestones and shit happen with kids, or do you know that kids don't have no fucking immune system when they get here? What happened if the kid gets sick? She gonna have to handle all of that on her own if your dad said you can't leave. So if I'm gonna handle it on my own anyway, bitch boy, then I'm gonna just handle it on my own. Period. Like if you if you finna like be running because daddy said do that, well you do that. You make your father happy, and I will concentrate on making sure that our daughter needs what she needs. But we ain't going to be together. And I guess you'll see her when daddy says you can. Because what the fuck? How you sound? Bro. 
I, uh, <laughs> I don't even know how you come back from that one, Playboy. <laughs> pretty, pretty terrible. You don't come back from it. Like you have a wife that stay disappointed in you forever and start planning to escape. If she don't escape, she start. She already didn't come home. Daddy always worked. She at her mama oh. house. She left the hospital and went to her mom's house. She ain't even at, at your house. And she ain't back. talking to you. She'll be back. Will she? Maybe. <laughs> I think so. I think she's going to um, go back. And I think that when she go back, I think that she's going to um, eventually come to realize that she shouldn't be there. And then she's going to meet a nice um, Italian man that don't work for his daddy. And um, he gonna blow her back out while he at work making lasagna. That's what's gonna happen. I mean, I hope the job is worth the job can't be worth it. Like his daddy it can't, can't pay Like you can't be you can't be that way and pay no and pay a motherfucker that much. No. I'm sure I have one more. Pay. I have one more. Because I want to know what the fuck she's talking about. <laughs> or he. It's a man. Am I the asshole for asking someone with an invisible disability to move seats? With a visible disability. An invisible disability. Oh, like even the phrasing of the title already you're lets up. me know. You're fucking up, bro. <laughs> the fuck is an invisible disability? I mean, I'm assuming he means that it's not like somebody in a wheelchair. Well, he don't like, know what the disability is. Or he can't see it. Like, you can't like see depression, it. or you can't see PTSD, or you can't see, like, it's some things you can't see, but, like, that ain't the way. It's like seeing somebody <laughs> get out of, uh, park in a handicapped spot and get out and just walk right into the store. Like, people perceive that as, what's wrong with you? Like, what's wrong with them? Yeah. Like they think a motherfucker need to be like Joe from goddamn Family Guy in order to accept their ass <laughs> being disabled. And there are a lot of people who are are wheelchair bound that can walk. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of people don't realize that. Like there are a lot of people that are differently abled. People think that when you see a wheelchair, oh, their their legs don't work. Well, some people have uh, issues with degenerative issues where their muscles and their legs just don't don't hold a weight very long. There's yeah. a lot of different issues that can be going on, but let's see what this bitch-ass nigga got going on. My aunt has a generative disc in her back. So, like, you may see her walking, but you ain't gonna see her walking for long yeah. because she is so painful. Um. So, anyway, he's 28. He's got a partner. She's 31. Myself and my partner were recently riding the underground. My partner is eight months pregnant and looks heavily pregnant, too. No one could mistake her for being any different. The fact that you focus in on this to, like, say she looks like I all it's just not going in a good direction. She's not particularly mobile either now. And we've taken to riding the underground more, even for shorter journeys, just to allow her to rest more frequently when we are out and about. We jumped on the circle line today and it was a particularly busy service during the rush hour with people packed in tightly and standing throughout the aisle. 
On trips like this, I would look for one of the nearby priority seats reserved near the doors and would ask someone to vacate it to allow my partner to sit down. On all occasions up until now, we have never had a problem. Those who were sat in the seats could see my partner would struggle to stand on a busy train and will give up the seat without hesitation. On this particular day, one of the seats is occupied by an elderly gentleman with a walking stick, probably mid-80s, and one by a younger man, probably mid-20s. I make what I think is my best judgment call and ask the younger man if he would give up the seat for my partner. He replies that he has autism and that his disability allows him to use a priority seat too. Oh, you finna get into a back and forth with somebody with autism? <laughs> Not a good idea. I do understand that people have less visible disabilities and that under normal circumstances, he should be allowed to use the priority seat. However, I also felt that despite this, it wasn't a physical impairment and he was more capable of standing than my partner who had been stood up for a long time and really needed to rest at this point. When I tried to explain this to him, he became very defensive and called me an asshole for not appreciating his needs too. Eventually, others began to overhear what was being said and someone else voluntarily offered up a normal seat. But the experience left me wondering if I was an asshole for insisting this person needed a priority seat less than my girlfriend. So am I, so am I an asshole for asking someone with an invisible, non-physical disability to vacate a priority seat for my heavily pregnant partner? You know what surprises me about this? There are better ways to ask this question to get confirmation bias. Like, he asked this question horribly if he wanted <laughs> people to agree with him. <laughs> like, you could have threw autism in there. Like, you, I mean, it's so many different things. Do we, I mean, I don't know if, I don't know if the autism, I don't know if the autistic community considers autism as a disability. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that a lot of people might not know about people with autism is that a lot of people with autism stem like often in certain environments where they may have these body quirks or twitches or things that they're doing that impact their ability to be perceived as normal or perceived as functional. And so a lot of times they do occupy those spaces because being amidst people who are looking for what would be classified as normal behavior amongst the population, that behavior wouldn't be normal. And so they isolate themselves a lot. Yeah. So a so, lot of them have sensory issues too mm-hmm. and in a crowded tube. Um, there's just so many things. It, it's that... a lot. It, it's too many things to say that, um, to say that they don't deserve that seat or that they yeah. shouldn't have that seat. But again, his question ain't even about people with autism, the way he framed the question, it's, it could be about anybody with some shit. You like know I said, saying? PTSD that needs to sit next to the door because of their PTSD. And so they have that, but you can't see that. You can't see PTSD. So it looked like an able-bodied person just sitting in this seat. It could be so many things. <laughs> As I'm Again, I'm not getting off how he asked the question quite yet. Because again, he could have put Am I the asshole because a person with autism was occupying a disability seat? You know what I'm saying? Because again, the community don't identify themselves as a, a, a disabled group, but there is nuance to the question. But he invited a whole bunch of he invited a bunch of people into the conversation that have issues that are identified as issues that will be classified as disabilities. 
just because you can't see them. So he asked the question wrong, number one. Number two, you you are the asshole. You're the asshole. Because you would apply this to anybody, even if they didn't have autism. You would just assume that the person there in that seat don't deserve it because your girlfriend is pregnant. Yep. You know, and also, uh, are, are we on some misogyny shit? Because uh, pregnancy ain't a disability, nigga. <laughs> Why are you gonna sit your wife in a disability seat because she's pregnant? Pregnant is very natural. Cause somebody gave said, up a regular seat for her where she just sat. Cause you could have asked somebody in one of the regular seats. Exactly. Exactly. Why? Cause you, that's what why? ended up happening is she sat in a regular seat. Like, nigga, do you think that a woman being pregnant is a disability? Do you think a woman being pregnant is something that keeps her from being able to, uh, uh, I, it, I mean, it does keep you from being able to function properly, but it, it's not a lifelong ailment. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Basically, everybody. Condition. Yeah. Basically, everybody in the comments is either saying he's the asshole just for the entitlement, and then some people are sharing their own invisible and i'm doing quotation marks disabilities and their own experiences with people like doing this like asking first of all like asking somebody to get out of a seat or move out of a parking space for you it's just like it's just really fucking rude like how who who are you to determine who deserves it more (laughs) like like she's she she needed more than you who are you to determine that he was in the seat first it's just what it is. Like, what the fuck? So if you have a um, question, comment, ready letter, whatever that you would like for us to answer um, or respond to on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com or find us on our social media. Um, as for news, white people, y'all really wilding out about this fucking um, little mermaid thing like y'all really are so mad and the fact that you're mad just says what the world has always known about y'all the ones that are mad anyway and i know all of y'all aren't mad but if you're mad about the little mermaid being black then this this is to you uh you you need to get yourself together (laughs) like they are so mad that they're like being irrational right so you have all of these people making these memes are like about recreating pivotal black movies and putting the cast as white. What we're not going to do, first of all, is that like Hollywood ain't been doing this. Hollywood been whitewashing characters of color forever. There's so many examples of white people playing roles of real fucking people or people, biblical figures that we know weren't fucking white <laughs> and putting white people in it. Y'all been doing it. I don't know why y'all acting like, oh, what, what if we did that? Y'all been doing it. You've been doing it, okay? Then the movies that y'all are fucking picking, y'all, this, is, this lets me know how irrational y'all are. Because one of the more popular ones that people, well, what if they remade Roots? Please do. Right now, please. And someone, please remake Roots. <laughs> cast white people as the slaves and let black people whip the shit out of them. This is how I know y'all are irrational because you're not thinking this out because you're not thinking about the fact that what that would mean, right? And and what's hilarious, the movies that y'all are picking are all these black struggle movies because that's all y'all know. We got other movies. 
right? We have like black movies in the black community that we all understand and love that I'm not even going to mention because I want y'all to keep making these memes with these struggle movies. I want to see 12 Years a Slave, okay, with a white actor <laughs> in the main role. Like y'all aren't even thinking. That's how I know y'all are irrational. What's your name, boy? Bartholomew. <laughs> Bartholomew Hebrews the third. <laughs> like your name is Patrick. <laughs> your name is Patrick. <laughs> like y'all are crazy. That's how I know y'all not thinking this through. The fact that y'all cannot just let there. There are all these videos of people showing little black girls first uh, reaction to seeing the trailer. Then you got white moms. Well, what about my daughter? She doesn't deserve to have that. Your daughter's had that her whole goddamn life. Becky, Kay, your daughter has seen nothing but herself represented her whole fucking life. I've said this before. Everybody else that's not white only has one movie when it comes to these animated movies i'm not even talking about the remakes just the original movies okay black people didn't get tiana until fairly recently when i was growing up there was not a black princess and even when we got a black princess y'all made her a frog for 75 80 percent of the movie so she's still asian people got mulan Hispanic people just got, and she ain't even a princess, but they got Encantos. Like, everybody else has one. We can pick out one movie that people have. Y'all got all the movies, and you're upset about this one thing. Because for y'all, inclusion means erasure for you. And you get upset when you start thinking about that. And you just show how stupid and irrational you are. But it's been giving me a great laugh. Like, seeing these white people be like, well, what if we remade this, this, and that? Then y'all take actual humans that existed and you, well, what if they made a movie about um, Martin Luther King and put a white person in it? Well, that wouldn't make any sense, uh, Chad, because Martin Luther King Jr. was a real person who we all know was fucking black, and The Little Mermaid is a fictional-ass fucking care you know mermaids don't exist like so that's not even an equivalency to to use real life people who we know existed and we know the race of but go off y'all please remake these struggle ass movies because again that's what white people know those are the movies y'all like so when y'all think about black movies of course you're going to go to the roots and the 12 years of slave and all of these because those are the movies y'all like Though that's what y'all think the black experience is. So please, by all means, remake all of all the ones you want to. This Have whole it. moment is the reason that if I die and could go back to reset myself and could choose options about me, I'll come back as black every time. <laughs> because people done clearly the white people are well, historically speaking, you know, a, what bitch mermaids ain't real. Number one, but black people was like, okay, let's have an experiment in if mermaids were real, hypothetically. Do you know that every one of uh, Neptune's daughters represented a different a sea? sea? Yep. And her sea was the yep. one over there by Africa. Yes, it was. So number the one, Red Sea. She, the yeah. Red Sea. So number one, <laughs> she wouldn't be white no way. Number two, <laughs> number two, in the ocean, right? The stuff that we can see 
can only exist in the part of the ocean that we can see. Think about it. The animals, the the, the whales and stuff, if they go too deep, the pressure will kill them and the temperature yes. will kill them. Yep. If things from below come up, the temperature will kill them. Like The lack so, of pressure will kill them. So, right? It's a delicate balance. Yeah. If you look in the sea, it ain't that much white shit in the sea that we can we can observe. Most of it is dark. Mm-hmm. So it, the most of the things that we see in the ocean that's white come from the area that we can't see. We find shit that dead that was white. Angler fish and all them different things that exist down in the depths of the ocean. So technically, even as fish, none of them would technically have white skin like that. Even as fish that live in that part of the ocean, number one. Number two, or number three, they got into the history of the Dutch because people are calling this Dutch. This shit happened between 1700 and 1750 when the Dutch was colonizing brown cultures. So it's like, bro, black people done got into this motherfucker and made theories and hypotheses and basically proven motherfuckers wrong about some shit that ain't even real. <laughs> like, hypothetically, like, you're wrong, still. <laughs> you're still <laughs> wrong. Even in a hypothetical. Like, it doesn't. And I also wanted to take this opportunity to tell black folk, please be talking to your kids about why these moments matter. I had a conversation with a teenager. Uh, apparently, you know, she's a fan of Tyler, the creator. And there's some comment, I don't know how recent, I don't think it was recent, but Tyler Creator made a comment about how basically Black History Month don't make no sense. Black history is history. You know, we shouldn't have to be separated out. And she was like, I mean, he kind of has a point. And I had to be like, oh, no, he doesn't. Let me tell you why. Like, the reason Black history exists is because white people didn't want to acknowledge our existence. Okay. Prior to segregation, we weren't even considered fucking people. Like, then when desegregation happened, uh, they were not teaching uh, any history about us because we still didn't fucking matter. They were just forced to include us. Okay. So then Black History Month, which again, they gave us the shortest month out of the year, but they gave us Black History Month to start acknowledging some of the things because we weren't being acknowledged. And that's why. And those kind of comments like with Tyler, the creator, and I get, I got what he was trying to say. But this is why white people are like, Black History Month shouldn't be a thing. There's no white history month. And if there was one, y'all would be mad. Y'all don't need a month because the whole book is yours. Okay. I even remember me, and I'm I'm 37 years old, but being in school and it being a blurb in the middle of the history book, they like really just kind of like <laughs> run past slavery and they run past the civil rights movement and just get back into some white shit. Okay we were not acknowledged. And so that's why these separate things have to exist to make sure that y'all acknowledge us because without it, you wouldn't. Because without it, you didn't. And so that's why. So these moments like this are conversations to test the temperature of your children to see where they are and to make sure that they understand the importance of things because they need to know. And this happened organically in a conversation that we were having about how people are like, tripping out about the little mermaid if you talk to your kid they're why like y'all know y'all don't be wanting to listen to their stories okay they stories don't have no beginning no end there's no main character they just talking i get it it is annoying but when you're trying to raise a child especially when they get to be a teenager and they're not gonna like just actively come to you all the time about everything you have to take those moments when you can and you're only going to get those moments if you're actively engaging i don't want to listen to half the stories i hear these kids be talking about sometimes 
But there are moments for me to talk to them about important things without it coming across as preachy, without it coming across as me lecturing to them. It's us having an organic conversation and me putting in some knowledge where it makes sense. And this was an opportunity for that. So I also wanted to take this time. Black parents, please be talking to y'all kids about this shit and why this shit matter. Because they're going to school with some of the, the children of these white people that are talking about remake roots. And you do not want that voice to be the thing that they listening to as it pertains to their own fucking history and what's right and what's wrong. Have these conversations with your children, please. And white people, calm the fuck. Y- y'all are doing the most. Right now, and you know, let, let's stop talk, it. Let's, let's get a little bit more into the essence of the story of the real the story or the Disney version because Disney's mm-hmm. version is not the original. That's another thing that y'all it, it, might have doing. It's the original is a horror story, it's about an interspecies relationship. <laughs> so, I don't know why y'all mad. There's an interspecies interracial relationship now. <laughs> like, we want our fish white, <laughs> <laughs> we want our fish white. Now, the white men can date a white fish, but black fish where I draw the line. You ain't dating no black. I don't want to see black fish dating white men in these movies. Damn coon-ass coons. Like, oh, and religious people, fuck y'all too. There's a Facebook group going around. There's Christians against the Little Mermaid. This what y'all doing? This the Lord's work? (laughs) Y'all really made a goddamn group? Hey, look, and God, they just God. saying a bunch of racist shit in this group. So, like, again, this is why I don't fuck with organized religion. I'm sorry. Tell me how much. I, I don't give a fuck. Look, this is why I will never fuck with that shit. Don't be racist. It's not in the Ten Commandments. <laughs> I believe them niggas can get into heaven. <laughs> I really think them niggas can get into heaven. Ain't no evidence to support otherwise. Like, you know. Christians yeah. against the little black little mermaid. Like, yeah. White y'all God didn't say, God didn't say white people got fuck with niggas. <laughs> I mean, what 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 else you want to say? Like, God is a very fickle individual. God done <laughs> murdered people to prove a point. So I don't know if like on a scale of shit that's good and bad, like, I mean, I know that's God. God can murder. You know what I'm saying? Cause he created shit. You can murder it, right? You're the only one that can tell your train set. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody else do it, you're gonna get their ass whooped. If you do it, it's just dismantling. You know what I'm saying? So God can do it. So that's not the reason that anybody else can just do the stuff God do. But like, we ain't seen God give nobody consequences for being racist in the Bible. Pretty much, God didn't really allow racists to be enslaved. Ain't did shit. I'm, you know. I'm, anybody listening that really fool with Bible stories is gonna be able to bump this. Oh, he gave plenty of people who were enslaved consequences. You know? <laughs> he freed many of people, you know, let my people go. And Moses, you know. <laughs> but you know, I, it's just tiresome, like. But again, white people, you all anytime y'all are like, you know, racism's gone, and y'all always say, hold my beer. Cause they think it's gone. <laughs> Like y'all gonna always make sure that we know how y'all truly fucking feel. Always <laughs> and forever. <laughs> like Jesus Christ, <laughs> y'all are mad about this in the most ridiculous way. But yeah, my favorite part this past week has been seeing all of these white people talk about making these black movies with white people and they're all struggle movies. Like do it. 
You ain't gonna find that nan black person that's gonna be upset about that shit. And we all gonna go in droves. Cause I know I'd be the opening night, midnight show. Roots with white people as the slaves, midnight show. Let's go. I'll watch that shit, period. I would a hundred percent watch it. So way. make it. <laughs> that shit'll be so good to see. I bet that shit'll be therapeutic for black folks. Yep. Don't make idle threats, white people. Make it. Do it. Show us. What's Show us how movie, it feels. What's a black movie that they could be in that would just be a movie? Um, Best Man. Best Man is just a movie about friendship. I mean, it's not really centered on them being black. I don't. I'm trying to think of it if there was any moment in the movie that like the character needed to be black, and I don't think it is. <sighs> An unseasoned best man wouldn't be good. It's It'd like just friends. Be like friends to live in yeah. single. But uh, I mean, I'm not saying you didn't ask me what they could be in and it would be good. Nothing, right? Like it's not gonna be the version that it is in anything. But like that's a movie that they could be in where it wouldn't be problematic. Like not not problematic, but you know, it ain't gonna be struggle. It ain't it ain't centered around the cast being black. Like these are just young black professionals that are like living life is what that movie is mm-hmm. about so best man there's a couple not the wood because the wood is about them living in the hood <laughs> growing up in the hood so no hood movies no hood movies none no uh, civil rights movies <laughs> no um i don't I like friday i mean it would it, that they do have that that's like uh what is them white boys um hangover no, no, cause that ain't that ain't the same as Friday. Uh, what is it? One guy long, Silent Bob, Jay and Silent Bob. Don't they smoke a lot of weed? I guess. I guess, yeah. I feel like that would be the equivalent to that. Like, not the Hangover was still just a buddy movie, just done like you know, it it, it wouldn't be Friday. <laughs> uh, Friday, I think of Jay and Silent Bob, whatever that. I don't. I've never seen those movies, but I know they're weed smokers yeah. so but yeah white people just <laughs> y'all do the most y'all really do the most and you really think it's not the flex you think it is like we're not upset about it we're laughing at you <laughs> so continue uh we're enjoying the shit out of the the whole what if we remake this because all y'all know are the struggle movies again these like movies that are quintessential in black culture, like the best man, like the wood, like they don't know about no movies. They don't know about um fucking um oh, what is that movie? Love Jones. They don't know them movies. They know the black struggle movies because that's what they think the black experience is. So the only ones they're able to come up with is slave movies or hood movies. That's all they know. They did one with like poetic justice wouldn't make sense with white people but go off again hood struggling her boyfriend gets killed by gang violence in the very beginning of the movie like but go off be my guest <laughs> like they only know the struggle shit so like they don't even know the good movies because they don't know about them that's part of our culture so go ahead white people remake them we're waiting yeah Bated breath I'd like to see them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll support it. <laughs> You'll get my black dollar for sure. <laughs> Quickly, let's talk about capitalism and white supremacy and where they intersect that. And, and that is at Brett Favre. 
Oh, I saw Shannon Sharp did a whole like <laughs> rant about this. So basically, the state of Mississippi is where Brett Favre is from, I guess. I don't know. Either way, he went to the state of Mississippi. I don't know if he's from there. Yeah. I don't know if he's from there. He went to this. I don't know. He went to this a school in Mississippi. That school is where his daughter goes to school, and he basically collaborated with the Mississippi government to steal, to defraud the state of $77 million worth of welfare, welfare funds in order to fund a volleyball court at that school, as well as other funds for that school, as well as being paid for speaking engagements that he didn't do. Mississippi is the poorest state, I think, in the country right now. We we ain't far, but Alabama not far, but I think Mississippi's at the bottom. This why? Cause y'all doing this shit. <laughs> and this the crazy part is like Brett Farr was so involved in this shit. Like at first he was like, "Well, I didn't know where the money was coming from," and now they don't uncover text messages that no, he knew exactly where this shit was coming from. He was talking about cutting people in, giving the governor money for it, like all of this good old boy system that white people have access to and can get and i was just thinking what kind of consequences do we think somebody like brett Favre gonna get no a tap on the not even a slap on the wrist a tap on the wrist if that million dollars sound like so much money to us but to the government it's probably more insignificant than the support that people gonna lose if they prosecute brett Favre. You have communities in Mississippi without clean water, like Flint, Michigan. Like, that shit is just, oh, God. <laughs> so trash. Like, Don't get me wrong. I I don't fuck with capitalism like that. I know it's the system that we live under, and I'm going to do what it take to participate in capitalism because it's what I need to do to survive. I don't fuck with capitalism like that. I just don't. This is the kind of shit that can happen in capitalism, right? You can scam people. I mean, it takes the ability to believe that what you have to do is obtain money to do whatever you got to to do it. He don't even got to. He's still worth like $110 million. I mean. Why he ain't just donate money to, to the fund for the volleyball Why use his own money when he could use the government's? And he could just sit on his money. Generational wealth. That's how they build generational wealth. I mean. We'll see if you don't go to jail or if the uh, officials that helped him don't go to jail. Bro, this is just it's just gonna highlight how much more fucked up America is than what, what we thought, even though I think it's really fucked up. Oh, it's yeah. Yeah. I don't, that's all I'm gonna mention about it. I don't know much more about it than that. He won't get any major consequences. He won't. White man, NFL, please. Nah. He won't get any. If if history has shown us, uh, this will be a, a tap on the wrist for him. If anything. So, there's that. Um, I don't really want to talk about Quinta Brunson and the whole, I think it was the Emmys. Um, I will just mention, so she won an Emmy. Jimmy Fallon did a skit during her Emmy Kimmel. acceptance. Huh? Kimmel. What? 
Jimmy Kimmel. What did I say? Fallon. Oh, then all them them late night folks. Jimmy night Kimmel. Boys. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Kimmel. Um, and so people got upset talking about he took her moment. Black women can't have anything. Like people were really upset about it, and he issued an apology, but he took it a step forward, and then he actually had her come on the show and apologize to her face. Um, which I thought was cool because like people love issuing these apologies, these empty ass apologies, but he actually brought her on and like apologized to her and people, I know people are going to be like, that was just for show, but y'all always saying how people, you want them to apologize on in the same way that you embarrass them. That's what this is. Like if you want him to do more than just issue a public statement to the general public, instead of something that's directly at her, that's what that looked like. He brought on the show and apologized in front of everybody in the same way that he embarrassed her, potentially. She said she wasn't bothered by it, but uh, so I just thought that, you know, that was different to see because usually people just issue a statement and keep it moving. So uh, I don't watch none of them shows, so I didn't actually see the shit. (laughs) I I think one thing that's difficult is that we don't give a pathway to redemption for a lot of things. Like, what is his actual pathway to redemption? Because he's doing the things to redeem. Like, yeah. short of having a time machine, going back and not doing it. I mean, there's nothing else like, he can't do. We have to come up with a measure of how a person can redeem themselves, you know? I'm pending that the way that whatever you did don't get you locked up in jail. If you go to jail, that's you fucked up society norms and shit. Yeah. But, like, if you like if you like a Louis C.K. and you beat your meat in a plant in front of somebody, <laughs> if you ain't going to jail, how do you, how, what's the, how do you redeem yourself? You know what I'm saying? Like, it got to be some kind of way to redeem yourself, I feel like, in these situations. Otherwise, we just going to continue to have a society that just get consequences for doing stuff that they might not quite know that they're doing wrong or whatnot. Yeah. Um, but also, and this is what I wonder, not defending the moment or defending Jimmy Kimmel or anything, but if it wouldn't have been a problem if he could, because what happened is he started a bit in which he passed out and he just continued that bit. He stayed on the stage, passed out through the next, you know, part of the ceremony in which she won the award. But if a white woman had won the award over her, would it have been okay? I it feel like it would have been. Yeah, I think yeah. it's because she's black. I do think that's why people were upset about it. So which, I mean, I look, I get it. But she is a black woman, too? We don't get a whole lot of moments. But I'm saying so I get no, no, people no. want I understand why people are upset too. Yeah. But I wonder if he knew that she was going to win it. Because that makes a difference. If her so. being black or her being white would accumulate the same scrutiny. Like, was he laying on the floor saying, please don't let it be Quinta, please don't let it be Quinta? Because I have to break my bit not to offend the black community with this and offend her by taking this moment away from her. Or was he just white man in it and not considering the possibility that this bit that he committed himself to would impact a black woman's moment like that? I don't think he knew. I think he was white like, man in it. Because to be honest, I saw I saw the clip and to see her have to step over him mm-hmm. felt disrespectful to me. Yeah. It felt disrespectful to me. Even for a bit. Like these are people's night. Yeah. And people gonna remember that night paired with you. Yeah. Like, she can't even look on the internet and see articles about herself without his nope. name attached to it. Yep, it's tied to him now. 
And yeah, she's mental. Mm-hmm. Like she's going to work through it. Like she she eat humble. It sounds like she eat humble pie for dessert every night through her success. It yeah. don't seem like none of this shit don't went through her head. She is always acknowledging where she came from and how she got to where she at. I hate that she had to experience that. Yeah. Did you hear her uh, her co-star? What's her co-star's name? Cheryl. I can't remember her last name. She just now. She didn't been in so much shit. I was so surprised that she's just now winning. Uh, and Cheryl in, Lee Ralph. Cheryl Lee Ralph. I knew it was Cheryl. Couldn't think when of When I that. tell you her speech was some powerful shit. Mm-hmm. Did you see it? Yeah. She got up there and sang a song and she said some shit. Like every now and then, some things that people do touch me, mm-hmm. and I just feel something from it. And I felt something from her shit when she did that. I was like, "Damn, that's." Apparently, she's the second, only the second black woman in history, because Jackie Harry apparently was the first one to win that specific. I don't know what if it's best supporting. I don't know what best comedian. I don't know what the exact category is, but Jackie Harry. Uh, made a statement you know congratulating her and saying that it had she had been very lonely this whole time without anybody else getting it oh damn i didn't watch moesha like that but she was the mama of moesha right she's been in a lot of stuff <laughs> she's played a lot like people see her face and you may not know her name but you didn't see her in something before like she one of those people she's been in a lot of things mm. and just never got acknowledgement so um that was a big moment for her i'm sure as well so i mean i get why people were upset again i'm not saying he wasn't wrong it wasn't disrespectful my point was that you know he brought her on the show and apologized to her face on the same platform or version of a platform like publicly apologized as as opposed to just releasing a statement so i mean again that was short of him not doing the shit at all i feel like probably the best he could do to try to fix it i mean there ain't nothing else he can do short of having a time machine going back in time and not yeah. doing the shit but people need a path to redemption man i mean you ain't gotta like them but it just only makes sense to be able to give people a path to redemption if you're gonna criticize yeah. them yeah you know? so i just wanted to mention that and say you know this is it was nice to see him take it a step further than just a release statement of apology so that's it. Doesn't change the disrespectfulness of it, but I mean, he did more than what most would have done. Because again, people like to release statements and keep it moving. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I would never have blah blah. It's all the same. Cut and paste. <laughs> Copy and paste. You got any more news after that? Yep. Hey guys. Okay, so. <laughs> red here uh we had some technical difficulties as it pertains to skype and so we weren't able to um complete the show um but we didn't want to not put out the episode um on point was just about to discuss uh desantis and all of that shit with the immigrants but um his internet went out and so the skype wouldn't work and so we weren't able to um get that part um let us know if you want him to talk about that and his opinion on it um on the next episode we um i didn't even realize i thought that he had talked more about it but he had literally just started to describe what happened when it cut off so 
Um, we did plan to discuss that. Well, he, y'all know I don't be doing that politics shit. He planned to discuss it, <laughs> but we're unable to because of technical difficulty. So if that is something that you want to hear his take on, let us know. Um, and we can add that to next week's episode. Um, and so that is why you're only hearing my voice at the end here. Um, so sorry about that doing this thing through skype man has its own difficulties um usually it's it's pretty smooth and and flawless but every now and then you know this kind of shit happens so anyway i didn't want it to just end abruptly i wanted it to make sense and to explain kind of what happened so uh until we talk to you guys next week we're out